0: to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. Man, you do not want to see me in a full screen shot like that. But it's where we are in today's world. There's a lot of Marvel news today, but you're not here to hear about that just yet. We do have an extended world according to Jax, where Jax is going to interview and I interview Logan's dad, Logan Dominic Cosplay on Instagram. We are trying to help get Logan to Megacon here in Orlando. You may have seen Logan on the Marvel social channels during the Moon Knight premiere as Oscar Isaac bypassed everybody at that premiere because he wanted to meet Logan and Logan's Moon Knight cosplay. So we are going to roll to that interview with myself and Jax with Logan
1: and his dad.
0: All right, we are pleased to be joined by at LoganDominantCosplay on Instagram. And how many other places are you, Logan? How are you doing?
1: Good.
0: Good. Awesome. Well and Logan's dad, of course, Emmanuel. Or we will just simply refer to you as Logan's dad. You said that's what you're best known as. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you're the man behind you're the man behind all the creations, right? You're not sending any of this out. You're doing it all.
2: Yes, yeah. So pretty much, yeah, literally the only one that I don't didn't make was the Spider Man, but I did I did a mod customized it. Like I I added a muscle suit under. I did some um, puff paint on it and you know, just to make it a little more pop
0: you know logan i thought those were your real muscles you're telling me there's a muscle suit under there
2: yes mm-hmm.
0: oh man you're tricking me well let's <laughs> let's give a people just a little taste as to what we're dealing with here logan you dressed up as boba fett and you dressed up as dinjarin if they were to fight each other we know they never would but do you think dinjarin or boba fett would win in a fight
2: who do you think would win boba fett <laughs>
0: Boba Fett. All right, that's that's pretty tough talk against that guy holding the dark saber, huh?
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Well, um, Jax is here as well. We've got the world according to Jax in a much larger segment this week. Um, Jax is I- going to ask Logan a few questions, but until oh. we get to that point, I wanted to ask Logan's dad, "What do you do? How do you know how to do this stuff? And do you feel bad for making me feel like an inadequate father?" <laughs>
2: the the thing with that um i didn't know how to do none of this stuff at all uh back when he was two years old when that's where he started his um cosplaying thing mm-hmm. um i he wanted uh, the the movie the deadpool came out ryan reynolds movie came out and he saw it I'm, and i'm not gonna lie i am that parent that that he likes watching those movies i'm not gonna like if he likes to watch it and i got a lot of you know a lot of like stuff from it like Oh, he's too young for that. Why are you gonna let him watch it? To this day, I still get that, but you know, to each their own. Um for him, he saw it, he loved it, and he's like, Oh, dad, I want I like I like, oh, that's a cool, that's a cool costume. I'm like, oh, like I want one. I'm like, but at the time they they weren't making that that um Deadpool suit. He yeah. wanted that suit. So I'm like, uh, and um i was like, all right, I mean, I, I think I could figure it out. I already knew how to sew. That seamstress, I, I that was already in my background. Um, my mom taught me whatever, she was she a was seamstress. That's the only thing I had in my belt. So I had to learn how to sculpt, uh, mold, pretty much do it, um, craft craft foam and all that, draw. I know how to draw, so that helped me out also. So when I made him it, the first suit, the suit itself, I still needed the the, the face shield. So I saw that the face show, you needed a, an actual shell that goes under the mask. I didn't know that. I was, I didn't know that much about cosplay at the moment. So I went into YouTube. I'm like, well, how do you scope? Like I, I, I literally, I literally, um, I searched how to scope and, uh, you know, pages came up and then I like how to make a face show. So someone actually did make a face show out of sculpting. So for him, that's what I did. I sculpted it up and made the eyes and everything. So now I had to figure out how to mold. Obviously, I can't make it in clay. So are you so putting put like
0: out. clay on his face and all that kind of stuff? So <laughs>
2: no. Luckily, there's a there's a mannequin head that they sell at okay. um, Michael Stores or Hobby Lobby. The girl one. There's a girl head that's best for their for for kids, just yeah. because they don't have the chin. For kids that um they're at that age, they don't have the chin, so it's better for them. the The mask will fit better.
0: I don't know. So, man. You have a pretty good chin here. Um, <laughs> no, I know, so, what, I know exactly what you mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so the other one I had. Sorry, that's the one I got, and that's the one I used for the base. I I just put the clay over that, did um, carved out the eyes and the whole thing. Like I said, then I had to learn how to make that into a face shell into plastic. So I had to make a mold and all that. I mean, it was rough, it but it it worked out. Yeah. and and then it came out.
0: So that's the one you probably learned the most on, like just because it was your first one and, and you've been able to apply a lot of those lessons to everything else
2: exactly, you've done. Exactly, yes. that I learned a lot from that first one. And um, from that, we took him to go see Rob Byfield. He was at um, Frankinson's right here in La, Pu- La Puente Hills and Punta Hills. And um, he was signing autographs. So we took him and he saw him, and he was just you know like oh my god his wife took him in like oh my god bring him over here um and that and he put it on his pages that from that point on he just kept getting kept getting you know out there you know so that helped us out a lot
0: that's awesome well jacks you have a few questions for logan right Yeah. all right well let's get logan on here go ahead and go right there
1: my first question is what is your favorite cosplay you um you and your dad have done so far
2: Well, I, you got too yeah answer, to answer to moon him
0: moon you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention on that moon night one huh we're gonna talk about that here in just a little bit let's pull up that moon night costume
2: yeah that's that was I think one of the most complex one that I had to make that was that I had to make really fast like now, I, had, I, I had to finish it within like three to four days
0: because they they wanted you at the premiere but you didn't have anything made yet is that right
2: e- exactly.
0: Okay. Now, how do, now Logan, how did that feel? I saw the video when your dad told you you guys were invited to the Moon Knight premiere. Does, was that pretty cool? Yes. Yeah, that, that that's pretty neat. What was it like, Jax, I'm going to steal one of your questions if that's okay. What was it like to for this man to walk by everybody that was there to see him and he came straight to you? Do you know who that guy is? Yes. What's his name? Do you know? Yeah. Steven with a V, Steven Grant. Yes. <laughs> that's Oscar Isaac, right? Like, how cool was yeah. that that Moon Knight himself wanted to meet you?
2: What else does he play that you that you know him from?
1: Mm, Star Wars.
2: He's Poe Dameron, huh? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what he said when he saw him. <laughs> that's that's Poe. When, when he saw him come out and come towards him, he's like, Dad, that's Poe from Star Wars. I'm like, <laughs> and everyone around I'm like, yeah, that is him. that is him.
0: Well, in the okay. video that went out on the official Marvel Studios feed, too, is Logan's talking to Kevin Feige, of all people. Like, the man I would like to meet more than just about anybody. And then here comes Oscar Isaac. like
2: Exactly. Him, he doesn't know much of that. Yeah. To me, I yes. was, wow. <laughs> uh, for me, it was like, and I told him, like, you just met the president of Marvel. Like, you don't get how that big that is. He's like, oh, yeah. like, but, but Paul Cameron, he's from Star Wars, are so like, yeah, I get that, but Kevin Feige.
0: We were talking was... We were talking to Frank from Frankly Built the other night, um, and he had his Moon Knight helmet that he 3D printed that Kevin Feige signed. He goes, yeah, and Oscar Isaac was supposed to sign it for me. And if you go to Logan's page and watch the video, you can see me just get really disappointed because Oscar goes right by me so he can go straight to Logan. <laughs> so,
2: I I I heard a lot about that from other people that were there. Like, oh, he just passed me. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't it,
0: need- dude, everybody, everybody gets it. That is a that's an incredible. Logan, are you watching Moon Knight? Do you like Moon Knight? Yes. Yeah. Who's Who's been your favorite character so far? Is it Mark Specter or Stephen Grant? Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. You like Stephen float like a butterfly sting like a bee
2: he he likes the that suit the mr knight suit
0: mr knight yeah yeah yeah
2: plus because he's more like um goofy more you know that's more him yeah you know kind of thing that's why he loves playing um like cosplaying spider-man because he 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 gets to be more you know goofy more on playing around jumping around
0: yeah do you know who colonel sanders is logan psycho colonel sanders you ever had kentucky fried chicken no. KFC. No. <laughs> KFC. Yeah, I guess it is just straight up KFC, isn't it? All right. Well, Jax has another question. Go ahead, Jax.
1: So, who's your favorite character in Marvel movie? And Marvel movie. In who's your Marvel? favorite
0: Marvel character and which one's yeah. your favorite movie?
2: Yeah, who's your favorite Marvel character and who's,
1: which is
0: your favorite movie? Spider Man. Ooh, we like Spider Man. What's your favorite movie? Marvel movie.
1: Spider-Man No Way Home.
0: Which Spider-Man in Spider-Man No Way Home was your favorite? Because
2: spoiler oh, alert, there's three oh, of them. Yep. What? Which which one did you like more?
0: That's a very hard question, I understand.
1: Andrew Garfield.
0: Oh, it was pretty cool when he caught his when he caught MJ falling
2: from the from. the Yeah. All right. That's ahead, that's Jeff. the suit we just got him. And he's all into the that suit. He loves the Andrew Garfield one. He used to love Toby. And then because he had he only he's only seen the Toby McGuire ones and the Tom Holland ones. He's never seen the um, Andrew Garfield ones. So when he saw him here, he's like, whoa, who's that? Like, it's he a whole other one. Yeah, he put it up with his suit, so he wanted. me to, that's why that's why I'm not getting that suit for him.
0: Yeah. Logan which movie is better? Spider-Man No Way Home or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? There's no wrong answer.
1: Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse.
0: Yeah, we we went and saw the Sonic movie the other night and saw the new Spider-Verse trailer and we are very yeah. excited for the next one.
2: Oh, we saw the side of there, and it was amazing.
0: It had some. It had some good he stuff. Can, right. Can, All can, right, Jax has Jack a question about your hoverboard.
2: Yeah, how
1: hard is it to ride on your hoverboard? Not that hard.
2: That's got pretty good balance, right?
0: Um, is it hard to see through that helmet?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, that helmet is really, really cool. So. Logan's dad, did you make you made everything in this video that we're watching?
2: Correct. So pretty the, much the, the helmet probably. is the helmet itself. It's obviously three D printed. Um, the eyes, uh, I was trying to figure out what's the what's the best way to replicate those eyes that, from the movie, and you know, because a lot of people, other people, they go different route. They um, vacuum form them. They vacuum form the the shape and all that stuff. I don't have that kind of equipment so I was trying to go the other way so and I here where I live there's this place they call them it's fashion district pretty much um there they have these these um shops that sell a lot of like different sunglasses now the one I I bought was this like full visor that covers your whole face and it was that color so I'm like you know what let me just get that cut out the shape and then kind of heat it a little bit to make it a little more roundish form into the eye so that's what I did with that one, and obviously the three D printed. I it was all three D printed, and then the color was one of the things was actually the hardest because I would, I really wanted to replicate the the color from the, the movie, and that shade where it goes from green to purple kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I found this um paint in um Michael you can find it at my I found it at Michael's. It's um the it's uh, testers. Uh, it's pretty much a little can of, of spray paint that they use for when you when you make model cars. So and it's called color shift um, emerald green. So oh no, I'm sorry, green copper. The one I use is green copper. So it goes from green to like a copper um purple kind of color. Mm-hmm. And until this day, I I still get messages like, hey, how did you like where did you get that color? How did you achieve that color? Like how did you you know get get two colors in one? I'm like it's just color shift. It's just it's the spray paint comes color, with two colors in one depending on the angle of the of the sun or, i mean when where the sun hits it
0: when we see um, when you're talking about the sun i mean you could see it really well in this photo with group man you could see just how oh. that entire color shifts man it's just it looks straight out of the movie like you could not have done a better job
2: oh, it's really you. impressive and everything else in the body is some um, um, craft foam uh, it was, I just looked up uh, pictures, references, and just drew everything on him, and everything was just glued on on him, um, and then just spray painted the whole thing. So,
0: so Logan, one thing that I've noticed is you're standing really like Green Goblin in this in this one. In the Mando pictures, you look like Mando. You look like Boba Fett. Are you watching these and learning how to walk and act like them? Or does it just come supernaturally to you? Are you just that awesome? I watch how so you try to you try to be just like him.
1: Yes,
0: you're going to be an actor, man. You you've got some really really cool stuff. So, all right, Jax has another question for you.
1: So, from the Moon Knight, uh, from the Moon Knight cosplay, how do you make the eyes light up? And is it hard to see through them because? In one of the pictures, I saw I saw the eyes light up without any without any like touching the like touching a button or anything. How do you make them light up? Um, so my dad put the this little switch switch and my chin, so so I could go like this, and then and then the lights just turn off. You know?
2: Whoa, that's pretty cool. Bring it. It's right there on the table. You could bring the you could bring the the Mister Night one.
0: Are you doing um, a Mister Night? Are you doing a Mister Night right now? Oh yeah! Oh. Next, nice, uh,
2: exclusive right now. <laughs> 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 no, I put it up. I I put only the mask on uh, up on um, IG. So pretty much, let's see if you can see this. So inside, you see there's a uh, that little switch right there. Let me turn it on for you. Hold on. Hold
1: it.
2: Oh, you already turned it on? Oh, turn it so once you push the button, it turns on. So if you can see the, the LED eyes are on the eyes, and then there's a little battery uh, there's some wiring that you have to do. And then um you with his chin, he just slightly opens his mouth a little bit and turns on the light to give you that, you know, that what is it?
0: I have a light. of I have a light above my shower. It's like a halogen light that I don't even know how to change that thing, man. And you're, <laughs> you're doing this, Logan. Is it hard when the lights are on? Can you still see through the the eyes? Um.
1: Yeah, it's a little hard to see with the eyes.
0: Yeah, um, but you can still see through them. It's yes, not too hard. Okay.
2: I think in the nighttime is for those it's hard to see, and in daytime he can see perfectly. Um, and that nighttime is when it's, it gets hard for him to see, and actually. Um, the whole wiring of this, the the way I did it is actually help from, um, frankly, Frank built. Okay. He, yeah, he, um, he has a video. That's why I, I praise the guy so much because he, his videos are so detailed and so, you know, hands-on kind of thing. And that's, that's how I learned. I watch videos and this guy tells you exactly what to do. He had a video on how to do this and I pretty much just followed it and work that, and that's how I, i've been doing this one Did the, the, the moon night one like that so and i can't find one where where if he just presses it i'm sure there is but i can't find where you press it the, the light stays on that way he doesn't have to because he had to he would have to keep it his chin up like this okay. so, like that for it to stay on yeah you know but <laughs> it's only for picture that's all like just turn it on and once someone wants to take a picture just turn it on for picture then you can turn it back off
0: yeah. You know. Yeah. I know I saw Frank uh doing some stuff the other day where he's in, in one of his Iron Man suits, he's got it literally in his finger where he can just kind of put his fingers together and that's how he turns uh I think the arc reactor, maybe the arc reactor is always on, but I know that's how he Yeah, turns
2: the arc is always on. He he has like a uh expansion pack of like a battery on for okay. the for for this to turn on. He he um that's that's controlled with his finger. So it's a read switch. He okay. has like a, a magnet here and the read switch here and the cable goes off through his arm all the way to like to the helmet. So once you touch them together, it, it activates it and makes the the plate go down, the face plate. And in here there's a little switch like the one he has in his thing. So once it touches it, it turns on the the eyes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really incredible.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. and I saw his Infinity Gauntlet too that he's got to go on that on oh. that. Mirror. Well, On that market, beautiful. Yeah, I kind
1: of understand thing. I I did and close circuits in in class once.
0: Yeah, you're probably smarter than I am. So we know yeah, Mister Knight. Yeah, we go. know Mister Knight is next. But Jax's next. What's what's going to be the next cosplay? Are you doing something for maybe Thor or Multiverse of Madness? Uh,
2: for for well, for Multiverse of Madness, I already made him the the Doctor Strange one. Oh yeah, um, so you
0: should have pulled up a picture of that. I apologize.
2: Um, I, think I, make I actually him have the one, one
0: here. Yeah, there's Doctor Strange right there. Yeah.
2: That one I literally just made the, just added the light already. Like I made that yesterday, uh, for the green light to pop out. So, that's for that. As far as like the other little projects I have for him, I am currently making him the Buzz Lightyear Lightyear suit, oh, um, from the movie. So I'm that one I'm printing right now. I already have, and I stopped this making. This
0: it. We hope you're listening, and you're going to invite Logan to the uh, Lightyear premiere,
2: right? I mean, how amazing would it be? Just a little, little mini Buzz Lightyear walking around. I think that'd be cool.
0: You and I, I want to meet Tim Allen and he, well, I want to meet Chris Evans too. But like, I mean, that's going to be a fun premiere. I hope Tim Allen and Chris Evans are both there.
2: Right. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um Chris Evans, I'm sure like um he'll be about Tim Allen. I, I don't know, but that, yeah. is, he in, is he in the movie? Because that, that cat, the animal he has, it sounds like Tim Allen. Some say it, it sounds like Tim Allen, but it, I don't know. I Sounds like Woody they, to me.
1: I would assume
0: they would do, I would assume they'd do something with Tim Allen. Like he's the original voice of, of Buzz Lightyear. Like if you're gonna recast it, cool. But like you gotta get Tim Allen in the movie somehow. Yeah. So
2: but so yeah, so we have that Buzz Lightyear. We have one that I've been working on for a while. I just put a stop to it because they changed the whole delay on it. And I like to take out cosplays around the time the movie comes out, like or close to it, which is uh Michael Kidd and Batman. Oh so yeah that one's actually ready to go. I just need to buy the molding the the urethane to make the copy, but the mold and everything they're there, I just need to get the the urethane like the rubber urethane to make it.
0: yeah, I saw the other pictures of the Robert Pattinson Batman as well, and you guys you guys i mean, just like everything else you've done, absolutely fantastic stuff. Jax has another oh. question for Logan um,
1: what do you like? What do you like about going to conventions like MegaCon?
2: Good. Like what do you know what do you like about going back to cons?
0: You like you like being the the center of attention taking all the pictures?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. That's that's pretty cool, huh? So w- the biggest reason one of not one of the re- one of the reasons we wanted to have you on Logan was we are trying to get you to MegaCon. And MegaCon is here in Orlando in the middle of May. And you have a GoFundMe on your Instagram page, at Cosplay. People can go there. They can donate whatever they can to try and help get you to Megacon. Do you know why we want you so bad to make it to Megacon, Logan? Any guesses? We live in Orlando, and we have have tickets to Megacon, and we want to get the chance to meet you. So we... We've donated here from at Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We hope other of our listeners will be able to donate to try and get you to MegaCon. Does that sound like an okay deal? Yes. What costumes? Are, what cosplays are you going to be bringing to MegaCon? Have you thought that through yet?
2: Well, that one, if we do go, we would we would actually bring in some new stuff. To be honest, nice. um, by that time, i I would have um, Lightyear available, uh. I would bring him – I think I would bring in um, Mando just because um, a lot of people know him by that. That's when he got viral, like back in the day. New followers, they don't don't know that he was Mando. So I've had people send me videos uh, or pictures of him from back in the day like, oh, man – like, cause I, you know, it's Boba Fett. Like, oh, you should check out this little Mando kid. Like, oh, that's him. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like, yeah, that was said too. Like, oh my god, kind of thing. So a lot of people got a lot of new followers we just got, they don't know if it's old stuff, kind of thing. Which yeah, is, you know, we, uh, we should probably, you know, put new stuff in there.
0: I saw some videos of of you guys at WonderCon last week. Uh, Frank was there. A lot of different cosplayers were there. Um, one of the videos of WonderCon had had Logan in as Boba Fett, and then another kid um dressed up as as mando did you guys know that yeah. kid or did you just bump into him
2: no um we didn't know that kid actually but that kid um does follow Logan we didn't know um we had seen him when we walked in and we're like but he wasn't suited he he went in uh, when we saw him he was suited up as spider-man at the time that day mm-hmm. he did a double change um he was spider-man at bullin so when we saw him we're like oh my god and I told I, I asked the guy the, the dad like hey by any chance how long are you guys gonna be here like oh we're gonna be here all day like like oh okay cool because he's gonna change to both at around three p.m. Um would you guys mind if we take a picture with you guys like oh yeah yeah sure kind of thing so when we you know time passed and everything we got him in both fit we bumped into him and um we took a picture and everything and then he um took the the mask off and the kids like oh that's Logan and we're like oh yeah and like are like like. <laughs> And then the mom was like, "Oh yes, we follow him. Oh my God, I didn't you know that you it was you this whole time." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah this I'm like that's Logan." And um, so the kid was like, "Oh, I I like your 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 costumes. You're really cool. You know, like very shyish kind of thing." And it was it was amazing. It was great because I'm like, seeing that inter- interaction with you know him and the little kid is like, wow, like you know, it was really cool to see.
0: Yeah, that's. That's awesome. Get used to that, Logan. I think you're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff and meeting some other people that really know who you are over the coming years. Um, I've got one question from one of our listeners, um, Anthony, who I know you you guys have had a little bit of of conversation as well. He wants to know what cosplayers are out there that you haven't met yet that you're really really excited to meet.
2: Oh wow, um, we would love to I meet. Mean, which is funny because they're they're in Orlando. They're going to be at that MegaCon. Um, they're gonna have Liz Wonder. Uh, I think her I just Liz Dot Wonder. She's known for you know, um Wonder Woman. She's like she's looks like Gal Gadot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, her um, there's we met we met Frank, which for me that was pretty cool to see, to meet meet him. um uh, wow, that is a lot of pressure. There's a lot of them that we would love to meet. Uh.
0: I, I'm I'm fairly new to the to the world of cosplay and and uh, but there's there's people like Taya Miller and and people like that that just do some really cool Marvel stuff. So I'd assume you've gotten a chance to meet a lot of them out we, at we, these, these premieres. We met,
2: we met Taya. We met Taya actually um, before the whole Spider Man No Way Home thing. Like um, Soup's. I don't know if you know him, but he made a event for for just a fan event first for people that could watch. The, they could go watch the movie before it came out. Uh, right. he went to that as um as Green Goblin and they let him in. Uh, then we before that they had another little thing for Spider-Man. That's where he met Taya. And then again we met him at um met her at Comic Con LA. So we met her. She she's all she's a great person. She's such a humble person. Same as soups, um, uh what you call it. I know there's uh, there's some that uh, she's not hitting my head right now, but um There are some that we we obviously want to meet. We just met we just met a Masked Mateo. He was from um over in Texas. Um, we he just came down and we ended up meeting him, which that's one that we wanted to meet for a while. Um, he's uh he he does a lot. He's very known for Nightwing. Um, and um,
0: he did you did you guys uh, is he the one that was Nightwing in that video that Logan arrested on your Instagram? Correct. Correct. Yeah, that was a cool
2: one. That was a neat one. Yeah, that was uh that was him. Yeah so that was pretty cool of him doing
0: that yeah logan have you ever been nightwing have you already done that yes okay that's actually one of his favorites nightwing nightwing's a cool one i saw some pictures of the flash like pretty much all i'm saying to our listeners is you need to go to at logan dominic cosplay on instagram there's so many photos so many cool photos that you would not just imagine you could ever see especially coming from uh such a such a little kid and like i said a guy who didn't even know how to do any of this until he just watched a few sculpting videos on youtube that's really really impressive
2: yes yeah, so that's what that's really what i what i want to say and get the message out is because i do get a lot of messages like oh like i can't do that for my son like oh my god i do like come, like, like how did you do that like and i'll tell them i'll tell them all the time like anyone could do it dude like honestly anyone could do it i did not know how to do any of that stuff and I just told my I, I literally just followed directions on, on the YouTube, what this person was saying, and I just applied it to what I was doing. And I was like, I kind of changed it in a way where like, oh, I think I could do it this way. And you, you are going to get a lot of trial and error, obviously, like any other thing. But once you actually figure it out and do it at the end, that's what's honestly worth it. So when I finished one of his, one of his costumes all the time, when I am when I'm you know cutting out patterns and doing all this, it doesn't. It looks like nothing. It looks, it looks like it's not going to work out. You're like, ugh, you know. But once you put everything together, glue everything together, that's where you're like, oh man, it looks cool. Like, all right, all right, it, it worked out. It worked out. You know. So, so it just took
0: a lot of hard work and dedication, and I guess you had to buy a 3D printer. Anything beyond that?
2: Uh no, that's just that's after I uh, before I had the 3D printer. Obviously, I made everything with um craft foam and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and molding. And um but after I got that, I if you're into cosplaying or not even into cosplay, if you just like doing, you know, um hobby craft stuff or anything like that, I suggest get a three d printer or a resin printer, which those are the 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 thing right now those things you could print anything you want like if you're one of those like people that love marvel dc like the shield you have behind there like you could easily print all this stuff at your house and make your own make your own stuff and make you know you could put them on your up on your wall then that's the thing you can make all this stuff for yourself
0: yeah, mom would be pretty good at that wouldn't she a 3d printer just to be able to make stuff but i guess one thing that really surprised me is frank said he doesn't design any of his stuff do you are you the same way you just you just find stuff a 3d printer and then just print them out yourself
2: no and and it's honestly and it it does suck that like the the backlash that he gets for that
1: it's stupid yeah
2: it's because people don't understand that even 3d printing just if you it's hard to Scale down like it, a lot of stuff doesn't come scale to your head or scale to your body. You still have to figure out how to scale it to your body, and you wouldn't know if it fits well until it, you know, if it's finished printing. There's some people that that you know they have like a little um, print thing where they print only like a little part and they'll see if it fits. But you know, like I said, like um you still have to figure out if it's gonna fit you. So a lot of people don't realize that it it does take a lot of work in the computer to figure out all those dimensions and all that stuff and even even after you print you still have to um sand paint all this stuff like put it together to hold it's if
0: if it ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it that's like getting mad at honda for making a car with another set of round wheels on it like it's working (laughs) exactly working so do you got any more questions for for logan All right. Well, thank you so much, Logan and Logan's dad. Emmanuel, we really, really appreciate it. Go to Logan Dominic on Instagram. Find the GoFundMe. Please donate to the GoFundMe. Let's get Logan to Megacon. Logan, we hope to meet you in about a month here at Megacon here in Orlando. Thank you so much for joining us, man.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
0: Thanks, Emmanuel. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you, guys. Have a good
0: one.
3: Wait, Logan, wait. Oh, God, sorry, sorry, Brian. I I, think, I was so inspired by his thing. I did my own cosplay. <laughs> and, I think Logan's uh, was I wanted a little to nicer him, but than he's
0: yours. gone. Yeah, I think Logan's was a little nicer than yours. What is up, oh. fellas?
3: Are we going live oh. yet?
0: We are live. I don't. Oh, yikes! Just kidding. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the official rewelcome of Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. Ryan from Agents of Field podcast up in the top corner. Robert, how are you this evening?
4: Good man. How you guys doing?
0: I'll go back to Ryan in just a minute, but I wanted to say hello to Robert first. <laughs> Good to have you, Robert. Ryan, how are you? Tell us about Agents of Field.
5: Doing well. Uh, yeah, Agents of Field. We got an episode coming out this Wednesday. Um, we're going to be talking about NBA playoff previews. So, um, you know, keep an eye out for that.
0: All right, and Alex from Comics and Cinema Podcast. Alex, what's going to be on Comics and Cinema tomorrow night?
3: Uh, We got a great conversation with the one and only Jay Lynn around the new Fantastic Beast movie just recorded, so we will have that out uh, tomorrow. Very excited. Had a great talk. All right, and we've got one more weirdo to bring into the group. It is
0: Mark Valentine from Diz Life Podcast. Mark, how are you today?
6: Gentlemen, so nice to be here. Hello. We have Uh, to run. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, I think Thor dropped today. So, of course, you're going to unearth that amazing hot take that I had about Fat Thor. I I unfortunately
0: don't have it to play. I should have thought of that ahead of time. (laughs) Mark, why don't you tell the audience what your thoughts are on Fat Thor?
6: All right. So, a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, for the sake of producing good radio, I created a hot take that I didn't entirely believe in, but you know what? Like when you say something in a debate show, sometimes gentlemen, you just, you die on that Hill because that's what you do. When you, when you take a certain point of view, you just gotta, you gotta run with it and go. Yeah. But it's
0: like, it's like that debate show was me versus Brian with an eye. So it was like Tony Realli throwing in like a really hot, take in the middle of the whole
6: thing. It was, it was, and it was, (laughs) it was gratuitous and it was completely and totally unnecessary, but I believe the quote was that Thor was lazy. He was a very lazy superhero who was not actualizing his potential and that he was a uh, perennial underachiever when it came to his life in the infinity saga And for the vast majority of his time in the Infinity Saga, that Thor had kind of mailed it in really until the end of Ragnarok when he started to actualize his potential. And that was a paradigm shift for him. It got me in a lot of hot water with fans of not just Chris Hemsworth, but also the Thor stands came for me hard. So... Uh, seeing homeboy doing a little bit of, uh, you know, he was doing a little bit of a workout, uh, he's looking really good. So I was certain that I would be pulled in today to now have to atone and amend for my sins. And I'm here to take my comeuppance gentlemen, you you, uh, may, you may whoop on, you may file when ready.
0: Well, let's, let's start right there. Robert, as the resident artist in the group, how cool is this poster?
4: That's pretty dope, man.
0: It's awesome, So really, really cool stuff. Says the one and only. Like the trailer was very focused on Thor and Thor only. Very little Gore the God Butcher, Zeus, um, Mighty Thor. Very little of that. We got no Gore the God Butcher, which is interesting. But Alex, why don't you tell the rest of us? We're going to jump to the end of the trailer right now. It ended with a bang with Jane Foster as the mighty Thor. Natalie Portman looking jacked as ever. Alex, why don't you tell us what is going on in this picture?
3: Uh, Besides my heart heart stopping (laughs) and my body falling to the floor and turning into dust, Uh, this is the, uh, this is Jane Foster as Thor. Uh, she is, uh, basically there was a, there was a bit in the comics where Thor was no longer worthy to lift his hammer and the hammer went to someone else. We didn't know who that was until the initial end of that run where it was revealed. It was Jane Foster all along. And, uh, the interesting twist though, was that she had, uh, cancer. And so she had to she was doing treatments by day and fighting crime by night, so to speak. But the caveat was anytime she picked up that hammer, it because of the healing properties of that hammer completely expunged her treatment out of her. So it was essentially killing her as she used it because it it didn't take care of the cancer. It just got rid of the like the the treatments themselves, uh, which was really fascinating. One of my favorite storylines. I'm so excited. I, when that, oh man, when they ended it without Jane and I was like, I know there's going to be something at the end. And I saw the hammer coming. I was like, they're going to show her, aren't they? And I, al- I almost turned it off. Cause I was like, I want to, you know, react in theaters. My hope now is that this scene's not even in the movie, but uh, oh man, so good. So good. All indications
0: would lead us to believe that the way that this hammer has been reforged, it's probably <laughs> within the sacred timeline that it is our Jane Foster. It's not a multiverse version of Jane Foster. Uh, Ryan, where do you stand on seeing Natalie Portman in a way we've never, ever seen her, especially in the MCU?
5: Yeah, I thought it was awesome. The end of that trailer was, like, really badass. Um, it, she looked awesome. Uh, the hammer looked really interesting, um, considering it was, you know, all broken apart, and it's it's going to be... It looks like it'll be reforged straight from Ragnarok, so that's really awesome. And I, I think that it's going to be... Um, I don't want to say making up, but it's going to, you know, fix some of the issues I think that people had with the character of Jane Foster with the poor writing that was given to her because Natalie Portman's a great actress. So, um, you know, they need to do some justice by her in the MCU. She truly, deeply loves me. Uh,
0: Pulling up Jalen, she says, not a huge fan of Jane Foster so far, so she's intrigued to see her as female Thor. Maya agrees with that. A couple of our nerdy girls after dark here on Thursday nights on the nerd life network. Mark, we're going to come back to you because you talked about him working himself into shape and he's getting ready for the NFL draft by just doing the chains. And he's got the trucker hat on it that I will buy the second I can. That says strongest Avenger right on the top of it. (laughs) Mark, what do you make of your man getting back into shape here?
6: Yeah. Like good for him. You know, he committed to it, uh, joined a CrossFit gym He's kind of got the the Rocky montage going on. I'm uh, knowing the affinity that Taika Waititi has for the classics, the the audio classics. One can only hope that we're going to get a Rocky Four esque training montage at some point of this. Um, uh, look, I Thor Ragnarok is one of my my favorite movies. Uh, maybe another little hot take. Not really ticking people off on this one though. I think it might be actually the, the most perfect movie in the Infinity Saga, scaling all of the stuff that it has, that how funny it is, how much it gets done, how visually beautiful the, the film is. So I'm I'm super psyched. I think Taika Waititi understands the character. He understands what Thor needs. I really love his voice as a filmmaker, period. Um, so I, I'm very happy to see Uh, the story that that Thor is going to get in this. And I'm really excited. What I will say is I think this will be probably the only trailer that I watch. Uh, I have not watched any of the the Doctor Strange stuff because I I felt like a lot of the stuff that I wanted to get from Spider-Man, I felt like it was spoiled. I don't want to have anything spoiled with these next two films that I really want to have a little bit of shock value when it comes to watching it. So I dear I'd say I I feel like I've already seen too much.
0: Oh uh, I, I don't I don't know. I mean we waited so long for that trailer and I don't feel like we got anything until the last five seconds. Like, but Robert, one thing we did get is the character mm-hmm. of Zeus played by Russell Crowe. That lightning bolt looks straight out of the Disney version of Hercules and Rip Torn's version of of. Zeus, but Robert, do you think we're going to get much of Russell Crowe here? What do you expect from from Zeus and especially Gore the God Butcher? Because I know you and I have had multiple conversations about how Hella kind of took on a lot of Gore's personality a little bit.
4: I think he's getting marked right off the bat. Zeus? I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's gone. Uh, That's how you put the the Butcher and the God Butcher? Yeah, it's funny how they set it up kind of like this last episode of Moon Knight going on to – the story with gods and everything. So I want to get into that a little bit later. So
0: perfect. Well, we'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit after we get a gorgeous look at Thor's new suit and then summoning the Bifrost with stormbreaker. Absolutely gorgeous stuff. Anybody else have anything else on Thor before we dismiss Mark and talk about moon Knight? He
6: Not looks like perfect. he just, he looks like he's in a good place and his look at that smile on his face. It's like, like he's gone to a self-help clinic that he's, he's had a weekend retreat and he looks really happy. Summoning the Bifrost there, it looks like all of his past demons have started to just fall by the wayside. And, and I'm, I'm here for it, Thor. I'm here for you, buddy. I'm sorry for everything that I've ever said about you. And let's, let's get together. Thor, I'll call you. Let's get together in June.
0: I'm really worried that, Thor, well, you can't get ready in June. It'd be July 8th. July, July. Um, but I... I'm really worried this is it for him. I'm really, really worried this is it for him. Alex, over or under 20 minutes for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you think they're out of the film within the first 20 minutes?
3: Uh... Yeah, if they know what's good for them. Yeah, I think so. I think less is more in all of the team ups. I mean, obviously, we'd love them to be there for forever, but then we won't want them anymore once we've seen enough of them. So if they tease, if they tease, you know, like Rob was saying, Zeus comes in for a bit, dies, he's gone. Now I want to see Hercules, but we don't see him in this movie. Same thing with the Guardians. I thought Pratt looked awesome in this. My favorite look of his so far uh, and I hope you don't see a lot of him because then I'm going to want to see more of him in a future film. So, well, and we will with volume three. So I, I don't think they'll overstay their welcome. Yeah.
0: A lot of people really concerned the fact that Gamora isn't in the group. Of course, Gamora is not in the group. We're not going to go find Gamora in Thor 11th Thunder. We're going to go find Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume three.
3: Mark, thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thanks, guys, for having me. See you yep, soon. Uh, Mark. See Bye, Mark.
3: I will say, too, that Thor costume looked uh, a lot like Captain Marvel's costume.
6: Yep. I was
3: just which I think sure. would be maybe his inspiration too cuz I know he kind of uh, was an admirer of her uh, in the last in Endgame.
0: I like this one. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about Moon Knight. We are already 45 minutes in. Thank you to Logan Dominic Cosplay on Instagram. Please look him up. Donate to his GoFundMe. Try to get him to MegaCon if we can. We'd love to help Logan out. We were they were very gracious with their time and some really really cool stuff. Well, let's get into talking about Moon Knight. We start the episode even before the Marvel Studios title card where Layla is getting a counterfeit Egyptian passport, probably because she can't get one for some other reason. But if you know somebody that can make one, that's a good person to know. So uh, let's, let's go to Ryan first. Ryan, do you have any thoughts or any theories on Layla, who she is, what's going on here?
5: Um, I mean, I think that there's, there's obviously more to her than we know. Her dad seemed to have some kind of connection with Moon Knight or Mark Specter or, some uh, interaction at least, with the at mercenaries. Least the
0: yeah, at least the scarab.
5: Yeah, so um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm not super familiar with the comics, so I'm not sure what her background is. But uh, there's definitely more than what we've gotten, and that's, that's my genius take of the day.
0: Robert, any theories on Layla?
5: No,
4: I just think that she's changing her passport because I guess the family name means nothing or there's, there's some bad history in, in Cairo, so that's why she's changing her name in the first place.
0: Yeah. She said, she said earlier or later in the episode when they're in that marketplace, like what you think I'm just going to not come to Cairo. Cause there's a few people that hate my name. Yeah. yeah. Alex, do you have any theories before I put on my tinfoil hat a little bit?
3: Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, and I will say too, this was my favorite of the three episodes. Uh, and I think it's because we got a lot more and, and I hope they deviate, but we got a lot here. That's kind of from the comics. And so this opening bit uh, I had mentioned it for the last episode, that I wasn't a huge fan of Layla in the last episode, only because she kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, what's going on? But I knew the minute we got more time with Rue Wood and literally her gossiping with the forger and then going when the photo came to take her picture and then going back, I was like, all right, I'm sold. I love Layla. Um, she is Marlene. Is is my bet. So there's a character in the comics that's uh, Moon Knight's you know love interest and you know wife on again off again her father is the archaeologist from the dig site just like Layla's father is the archaeologist so i'm just i'm thinking that she is the marlene and they wanted to go with a more uh, you know, real world accurate person that lives in Egypt and not, you know, a, a blonde haired white woman, like in the comic books. But, um, so my money is that again, it's, it's kind of that similar situation where her father is this dig site guy. He's a, he's a you know treasure guy. Mark was there and either, you know, he did something to him, killed him or somebody else did. And we don't know about it, but, um, but yeah, so that, that's my guess. Jalen says when she
0: stabs the guy with her necklace. I thought really? the necklace did look a little bit weird until we found out that it was a full blown weapon. That was awesome. <laughs> um so I've got I've been I rewatched the episode. I'm I'm trying not to go full blown WandaVision. I'm not. But I'm putting on my tinfoil hat to an extent. There's Arthur talks about later in the episode. At this point, Arthur, the only thing he really lies about is to the Council of the Gods and him trying to unleash Amit. Everything else, he's fairly accurate in what he's telling people. And he tells Layla that Mark's got a secret about her family history, basically. In the last episode, we found out that Mark zip-tied some guys and shot them in the back of the head at a digs- at an archaeological dig site. So I think, not Mark, I think there's a third personality, which is we're going to talk about here in just a minute. I think somehow, some way, Mark is tied to the murder of Layla's dad, and Layla doesn't know any of this information. That almost seems like a given at this point. Um So i really one i don't know how Layla doesn't know this information so i'm curious to watch how this is going to unfold um but clearly there's they're dropping in these little hints that that mark kind of knew her dad and her dad obviously is a big deal so we're going to find out more about him so alex like you said marlene would make a ton of sense coming from a coming from a comics background but kind of central to my theory is this third personality we've got steve mark is like Really, really fun fight sequences, like not as good of a knife fight as what we got in Captain America in the Winter Soldier, but still a really cool fight sequence. You can use a knife because you can get any reflection you want to in that where Steven takes over the body. They end up in the back of a cab. I think that makes a ton of sense for a lot of different reasons if Jake Lockley is our guy. Um, But they end up in the back of the cab and then they go full blown crazy. And Mark blames Steven for stabbing all these guys. And Steven says he had nothing to do with it. Robert, who do you can you tell us who Jake Lockley is? We assume Jake Lockley is that third personality. At least do you agree with me in that circumstance?
4: No, I agree with that. Uh he's like a cab driver from New York, right? Or I correct me if I'm yep. wrong. yeah, he's a he's a cabbie.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, he's a cab driver from New York. And I think he's the one that's been like, you know, from the first episode when he's going on a date with that lady to the steakhouse, that's not Mark or Steven, that's Jake. And I think there's a lot left out. From that one, you know, where he's escaping from the Swiss Alps. Like, you know, Mark Mark's, you know, he's ruthless, but I don't think he's a killer. So yeah, especially we when
0: we get that view of, of Mark with the with the scarab. The first time yeah. Mark takes over the body in the Swiss Alps, it's like super, super bloody.
4: Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool how like in in the in the credits they always show like him with three faces, like shaped like like a like a waxing gibbous moon or something. Like that that tells you there's three personalities. That to me that's what you know. That's what
0: that shows. Alex, do you think we meet Jake Lockley in the next episode?
3: I think so. I think you can't hint at him. I mean, the, this, the one thing I, I kind of faulted the show for in the second episode was that they spent way too long on the, oh, I don't know what's going on. I, I, what's happening? And it's like, we get it, man. You're, you're a fish out of water. Like, move on. And so I think them mentioning that he's got the voice in his head twice in this episode should be enough that the next episode we figure out who it is. Because we've only got three episodes left.
0: And then, Khonshu saying, "Take the guy to the ledge," like Khonshu knows what's going to happen. Like yeah. in Marcus. Talk. <laughs> oh, I thought he would talk. I saw, <laughs> I saw a meme that said, "Well, maybe you'll get a soul stone or something." Right. Uh, Ryan. We get the council of the gods because Khonshu is getting desperate, and then all the gods can take over their avatars. And I lit. I literally laughed out loud when Khonshu took over Mark's body while they're in the pyramid of Giza. Did you laugh as well?
5: Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, he's just like you know taking over his full body he has no control and then he like goes back to mark and he's just like looking around like what the hell just happened (laughs) he like talks with like his eyes at the bottom of his like (laughs) eyelids because he's just like leaning back so far i thought it
0: was i thought it was super super funny uh but there's some really uh heavy stuff in there clearly Kanshu has burned these gods before except for uh i think it's hot hotter Hatter is, I think the at least the girl seems to really take a take a liking to Mark, if nothing else. But Conchu had a boo, in the words of Maya. Um, Robert, what what did you make of this entire scene of the Council of the Gods and the fact that Arthur Harrow is so easily able to sway them?
4: Uh, I think this is what I was talking about earlier, like with uh Love and Thunder, is like God's abandoned man or gods abandoned uh uh mortals. So that's like kind of the motivation for to God Butcher. You know what I'm saying? Like moving into this next movie, it's kind of funny how this episode airs and then the trailer ends, uh, comes out today, right after this episode airs. So Mm -hmm. something to think about.
0: Alex, I'd assume you're getting Eternals vibes to an extent like I was when we're talking about how they're just observing and nothing more.
3: Yeah, I actually had, and I had a, a couple thoughts. I'll, I'll pepper in here real quick too. Uh, the uh, the Forger is Miss Rosa from Orange is the New Black, uh, if anyone watches that show. Uh, I love the opening music for this, the crawl, the Marvel crawl. I could have danced to that music if they'd have just left it on for the rest of the episode. Um, but then there's a piece, uh, and I don't know if we were planning on talking about it, but when they discover the dig site, uh, where they discover Ahmet's tomb, um, I thought we got some really great character development for Harrow on him. He's leading the charge. He's not letting other people go find her. Uh, but then when he like loses, he gets so happy that they found the place. And he like, he he loves the person next to him. Like, he's like, we we did it. And then that girl comes by and she's like, Moon Knight's here. And he goes, I know she, it, she is. She is here. And like, he's just like, I don't care. This is, per- I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. But um, yes, I, I put, I wrote down because I, I did a little rewatch and put some notes. Those gods are cowards. Uh, I love that Conchu's calling them out about that. But yeah, total eternal vibes of, you know, hey, we're choosing not to interfere. There's a quote, though, they say, that he says, uh, return from the opulence of the over overvoid over before you lose this realm. Uh, and the overvoid is kind of the same as like Asgard, something like that. It's the realm of the gods. But it goes towards what you're saying about gore, too, because... All of these gods are basically abandoning humanity in a sense for their own opulence. And Gore's going to, you know, have probably something to say about that. But I, I did. I thought that was interesting. Like, OK, but there's a twist here, right? Kanshu is anti-eternal. He's like, we need to interfere. We need to keep doing what we're doing, uh, which we don't exactly know yet what that is, but um, still found that very interesting. I would be
0: doing a disservice to fellow weirdo Anthony if I did not mention when Steven tells Mark to stop listening to the pigeon. I, I think that's a great <laughs> that's a great call out when he's talking about when he's talking about conchu. But conchu kind of like he's not softening, but he's he's kind of learning one, he's learning the ways of why Steven is valuable, um, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But Conschu he's he's not a hero to an extent because he's just willing to he he will do absolutely everything that he has to do to get accomplish what he needs to but at the same time he's not trying to abandon abandon man like like you were talking about Alex so it's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch out and how there's I mean there's there's precedent within the comics of of Mark Steven and and Jake kind of working together to overcome Conshu and kind of take him out um, but we I mean we don't we really don't know where this is headed but at this point we're kind of team Konshu even though he's 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 doing what it takes to to kind of stop Ahmet. Um, but Arthur Harrow, I mean Ethan Hawke has been so good. as good as Oscar Isaac has been. Ethan Hawke has been matching him step for step in this show. Um, it's just it's been really, really impressive. Well, we move on to needing to find another way to find that um, the the burial site for Ahmet, and they end up at this sarcophagus out with Mogart, who is played. Um, by the actor of Gaspard Ulliel. Um, If I'm not pronouncing that correctly, I apologize. He was actually uh, passed away in a ski accident just a few months ago. So um, we likely will not see any more of this character, unfortunately. But it, some people asked why there was a call out for him at the end of the episode. Um, and that is why he unfortunately passed away a couple months ago. But he was really fun in this role. We get our first name drop within the MCU that kind of places it in there. And they talk about Mogart in Madripoor with Layla. Um, Ryan, do you see anything? Like, do you just think this is a connective tissue if they want it to be? Or do you think we're going to do Madripoor within this
5: show? Uh, I'm not sure we'll get back to Madripoor within this show, but I think it's just um, developing his character to show how powerful he is. I mean, they they talked about the fact that he hires the best trainers to teach him how to fight on the horses. So it's just showing that he, how powerful he is, how much, you know, influence he has over the, um, you know, the, the world, it, especially in those type of scenes like Magipur, where it's a, you know, pa- the power broker lives there. It's so Fair, it's fairly just, lawless. Yeah. Just developing his character a little bit. That I think that's what it was mostly done for.
0: Robert, anything about this Magipur name drop mean anything to you?
5: No, just that
4: he's a you know, black market dealer with Layla and, you know, Sharon Carter. That's that's what I think it was about. You know, they stole the sarcophagus for what, what's the guy's name? Senfu. Senfu. Yeah. Senfu's the one that had the uh he knew where the uh Ahmed's tomb was, so he put it on the star chart. So that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I uh and I and I know Alex in the comics, Mogart is Midnight Man. Um, so, I mean, maybe they were going to head that way. Maybe now the the story's going to change, but, um, I mean, did you, do you see anything about this Madripoor name drop other than a, Hey, we are No, in- I think,
3: I think it's almost like a, in order in the Marvel universe to be taken seriously as a black market kind of person, you got to have a Madripoor name drop. Like you can't, you can't be taken seriously for not doing business in Madripoor. So I, that I loved hearing it. I was like, okay, I don't need to see any more than that. And then I thought it was funny too. And I guess, you know, take it either way, but like, Oh, did uh, Mogart die when they threw the, the star at him as he's running away? Like, what? we can just say that he did, right? You know, that way we don't... Because he kind of looked like it, and so I'm happy with him just being a one-off person in this one episode if we yeah. don't have to worry about, you know, a CGI Mogart and a new one of them having to recast just for a small role like that. Because I'm not even super familiar with The Midnight Man. I've seen him in a couple of issues, and I barely remember him. Yeah, he
0: clearly is is the villain. There's no kind of talking around that. I don't think and I it, yeah, they kind of kill him off, at least have a way to to not bring him back. Um it was a little bit interesting is 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 where I'll leave it. Like it was it was fine, but the rest of the fight sequence that we got was a lot of fun. And <laughs> Steven taking over the body. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's chill the F out. Like I thought that was great, but seeing Moon Knight on top of that pyramid getting that shot of him opening the cape in that crescent moon shape. Alex, you were nodding your head. You really liked this fight scene as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I want to make sure I call this out too, for posterity. There's a, there's a bit when they're going there to Mogarts when they're on the boat, him and Layla, and we get a lot of great growth between the two of them and also probably some kindling of flames perhaps with uh, Steven uh, along with it. But I just absolutely loved the color grading in that scene. Like everything was this hot pink and, and purplish, which kind of felt like Madripoor. um, But that was cool. Uh, but yeah, so we were able
0: to and they were able to put this within Egyptian culture as well with talking about the dance and everything else that happened at
3: their wedding, which was from a representation standpoint, really important to a lot of people. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. And yeah, so in his fight, I thought was great, too. I mean, you know, we get to this point where he's so Stephen is so stubborn and and I love this for the for the guy. Right. You've got three different personalities that are totally different. But you get to this point where I was like, dude, just bring Steven back for this. Like, he can show up. He would be more professional to these people than you're being, and you'd have figured it out. But, of course, you know, he puts the suit on, and we get the amazing, you know, crescent of the suit as he lands. And we get to really find out what, you know, it, there was a reason that Khonshu earlier called it his healing suit. And we see him get impaled like eight times. And I thought that was just awesome because like he's totally fine. They don't even have to question it. Like no one asks Mark if he's okay. It's just like, yep, I'm fine. I can catch bullets in my cape. Not a big deal. And I can throw a million. Like I love the Crescents too. Like they're just infinite. They just keep coming. So good.
0: The bulletproof nature of the cape I thought was was a lot of fun. Um, I guess Mr. Night Suit isn't fully healing. Um, Robert, what did you make of this uh, this fighting action sequence?
4: Oh, I liked it a lot, man. It was, uh, it was fun. I mean, um, you know, to see, to see, I, I'm kind of curious what, what, uh, Jake Lockley's take on Moon Knight is. Is, is there even one, you know, for right. him? Cause now we got Mr. Knight and now we got Moon Knight with, with Mark Spector. So is there something that Jake Lockley has as far as someone in the suit?
3: I want my, my thought, Rob, cause I was, I was thinking about this the other night I had said like, okay, if he's a personality, they're going to have to give him a suit because right. they, they made Mr. Knight the suit for Steven. What if it's just the OG Moon Knight suit? Because this new, the new suit, like the main Moon Knight suit, is not the typical comic book suit. Like it's all you know bandages. Like my suit, very similar, almost almost identical. And but this moon, the Moon Knight suit's a lot more smooth, a lot more sinister, almost where like the face portion's almost black sometimes, where you can't really see his face, and that would be that would line up with him being like a complete and total murderer. So that would be kind of cool. Yep. ryan yeah, what I about think, you
5: i think that jake lockley's suit is going to be a gus the fish suit <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> like that like that scene from moana when maui gets stuck and he's half shark half
5: exactly <laughs> okay that's exactly what i was thinking
3: i'm, I'm changing my answer i'm going to
5: that <laughs> <laughs> nemo gus in the words of jacks
3: yeah that's a, that's a that's a that's a good idea i like
0: that
5: uh ryan what did you make of this fight sequence anything really stand out to you here it was awesome. I mean, everything that's already been said about him coming off the pyramid with the crescent moon, um, then blocking the bullets from Layla, getting stabbed and nothing happens. But also um, Layla was really awesome in this fight scene as well when she was fighting the guard, um, the way she held her own. And then, you know, when she was a little bit of a corner, just take just rips the necklace in half and just goes ham. I says Ryan is
0: a clown. Uh, okay, uh, we will kind of finish up with our last little bit, which is a lot to talk about. But Kanshu says, I remember every night. And Khonshu turns back the sky and gets imprisoned in stone. The visuals of Khonshu turning back that night sky with the help of Mr. Knight, I thought, was cinematic. People have been complaining about things of the CGI in this episode. <clears throat> I think this had to land. And I think everything about this landed. I thought it was really, really impressive. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Robert, it sounds like you agree.
4: Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at it, man, like the accuracy, like the time they took to show like the earth wobble and stuff like you see the lights moving and you see like the moon moving in like a lazy eight or like an infinity symbol. That's all that's all like real astronomy stuff It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I've I've heard a little bit about people talking crap about it, but I, I thought it was great.
0: My favorite, my favorite thing about the entire thing is like people will complain about the jackal not, not looking like a real jackal. Like you're willing to suspend disbelief for their invisible jackal to be doing its thing. And they're going to complain about what he looks like. It just it kind of drives me crazy. Um, Ryan, what about what about you? What about this Khonshu finally realizing Steven has a purpose here? I think Mark turning the body over to Steven. And then I saw I saw another meme the other day where it's that it's uh. Tiffany Haddish like holding Kevin Hart like saying Steven and she's babying him and pointing back at Mark Spector like stop being mean to Steven I thought it was really great uh but Layla loves Steven but like Ryan what did you make of of Steven showing his worth and Khonshu kind of realizing what that worth is and and being able to do this
5: yeah I think it's it's interesting because it finally shows the the balance that we're gonna need between these two characters between Steven and Mark and then, you know, the personalities of Moon Knight and Mr. Knight to make this thing work. I mean, one can't work without the other because there's always going to be some kind of internal conflict. So the the fact that Mark was willing to realize he has some shortcomings and relinquish the body to Stephen, where he knows that he's more knowledgeable in astronomy, was awesome. But then Khonshu just, you know, doing what he had to, even though it knew his it was calling for his imprisonment, um, you know, to to stop harrow was was awesome alex if nothing else we
0: learned that donna is really bad at her job for not hiring steven as a tour guide at the museum
3: yeah she does a big opportunity missed for sure he's he's very knowledgeable um you know it's funny too as we see that at the end with conchu that was something where um what was it there was a something i was reading before even the episode came out you know people have the reviews almost immediately It was saying something about Khonshu being bad. And I was like, oh, no. Like, are they going to go to that so soon? Because he's a deity and there's moments where he's a bad guy. But for the most part, he's not bad. And I really liked how throughout this episode we progressed to see that he, in this moment is a good person in a sense, a good God. But I also wonder too, of like how much of this is also just his machinations anyway, because he mentions that he's already been imprisoned in stone. Like this has happened to him before. So we don't know how, how did he get out of that before? Like how did he, he he clearly did. And then he, in, in the span of a day, does an eclipse and changes the sky back and just tells, he's like, Hey, just tell Mark to come get me after like, come pick me up after this. And uh, but that's kind of what it felt like and even to the piece like at the end when Harrow comes in and gives that amazing speech about how my victory will be because of you and he doesn't even break the statue but I'm wondering is it as simple like Harrow just showed up is it as simple as Mark just walking into the Pyramid of Giza and grabbing that statue and smashing it on the ground and it it releases him or is it something a little more complicated because Khonshu made it seem like it's not the biggest deal in the world that he got in prison like oh I do this all the time sort of thing which I, I found interesting, especially because I feel like Harrow would have known to try because that was my first thought was like, Oh shoot, when he picked up that statue, I was like, is he he's not gonna break this and then we never have kanchu again. But he puts it back. So it was like, does he know something we don't know? I don't know. That's that's my question, is what happened. Did I say something? Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's because like that's how that's how he got involved with
4: him in the first place, right? Because like in the comics he's near death and kanchu kind of like saves him. So maybe he he'll remember how to get get back there and, and find him. Maybe oh,
3: yeah, and maybe maybe and maybe that was where the dig set was, was somewhere nearby yeah. that pyramid. Because well, but and Steven's been there already, right? He was there when mm-hmm. he was the Avatar earlier. So it's like, hey, just come back to the pyramid when no one's around. Like you can just get in there and grab the statue. I don't know. I don't I don't think it'll be that simple, but it kind of seems like it is. And they've done a good job at showing
0: the complexity of Konshu. Like one, he's terrifying to look at. But two, he's kind of the hero of this entire story. But at the same time, he's the villain because he made Arthur Harrow who he is. I think that this 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 talk from Arthur Harrow to to Khonshu at the end of you forged me into this like he's thanking him for what he turned him into, which is really really interesting. Conchu's his own worst enemy at a lot of turns. It's really interesting that every time. We see, like, I mean, Konshu saying TikTok Mark Specter because Layla's right there. Like, Konshu wants Layla. Like, we've been told this at every turn. Robert, let's put our tinfoil hats on. We're told that episode four is going to have a mind bender of some sort. Let's even go beyond that. Do you think Moon Knight coming out of this show is still played by Oscar Isaac, or do you think we're going to have a passing of the torch potentially to Layla?
4: Uh, probably a passing of the torch. I think. I don't think they're going to keep Oscar Isaac for that long. So maybe he, he claims he's one and done. So
1: yeah,
0: he's also could be a, a big fat liar. Um, Alex, what Alex? What about you? What what mind bending thing do you think may be coming? Because a third I, personality for me doesn't doesn't mind doesn't bend the mind.
3: I hope it's something that I and all of us have no idea what it is because I, I no offense to any speculation, but I feel like every idea has been like, ah, no, not that. Like I don't want Layla to be Moon Knight in episode four. Like I, I want as much Oscar Isaac as I can get for as long as I can get. I can't wait to see Layla put on the suit because you can't just you know drop that uh, Chekhov's gun and not fire it to say that she's you know gonna be the Avatar at some point. But we need more. I mean, we've seen Moon Knight for like five minutes maybe less in terms of screen time we need more so that one I'd say no Um, I've seen people saying that all of this is in his head and he's in a mental hospital also hope that's not true great story awesome tell it a different time because you've built up so much over these three episodes to say that it's all fake I think would throw a loop it'd be a mind bender but it'd also be like a time to turn off the tv and then so yeah I don't know I mean you know in terms of mind bending um maybe it uh it's all been taking place in the mic the microverse the uh what's the the quantum realm it's just all been <laughs> in the quantum realm or i don't know i really don't I'm, I'm i'm so excited that i have no idea all we know is maybe there's another personality coming there's some sort of war with the gods that's probably going to take place but i don't know anything else and i love that
5: ryan any predictions yeah n- now i'm thinking now my tinfoil hat's really going on so everyone stay with me here for a minute my uh, same.
0: Not want a Fight Club ending spoiler alert for Fight Club.
5: So, we are gonna get something like we got in episode six of Loki. We are going to get the villain in a future movie in this episode. We are gonna get Gore the God Butcher this uh, this week. Ooh, damn. Okay. Oh, I like
3: that. <laughs> yeah. I like that's that. that's that my cool. tinfoil
5: hat. That's
0: hardcore.
3: Almost like a uh, you know maybe he goes back to the pyramid to uh free conchu and it turns out gore came to the pyramid and killed everybody there and so all their bodies are there dead and uh maybe i don't know because he wouldn't kill the avatars he would just straight up kill the gods i don't know if you'd see that but i like that idea that's crazy Mm -hmm. that would be that would be way more interesting than
0: blade showing up um i i am of the belief that there is a misdirect in the trailers because there's a spot in the trailer where where mark is is in a white suit he looks like he's in some sort of mental mental institution he's smacking himself in the face i do believe that to be a bit of a misdirect i believe that arthur harrow is some sort of projection of jake lockley and being like that third that other personality that's kind of acting against what steven and mark are doing i could see i could see arthur harrow not being a real person, and he's more a manifestation of that third personality that's trying to do something against the other two personalities like i'm I'm still kind of thinking this through. I do see, however, a circumstance in which Layla does die, and Mark basically lets Kanshu take over so she doesn't have to die like I do think that that's uh, oh that, that's fairly possible, so. I really don't know. Like, I didn't say it into like a little TikTok mic, so I don't know if it officially counts. It's just, it's fun to speculate, but in the grand scheme, we found out during Wanda during WandaVision during Loki, it's not worth it to speculate. Let's just enjoy the ride. We were gonna finish within an hour tonight, and then they dropped that Thor trailer on us. Um, But regardless, we are, man, we are only like thirty hours away from another episode of Moon Knight being available to us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Alex, we've got Fantastic Beasts, the crime. What is it? No, not. it's the secret of Dumbledore. Well, there
3: are some crimes of Grindelwald in this movie, <laughs> but that is not the title. There are secrets in this movie. It's the secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets,
0: secrets, secrets. Okay, well, we've got Comics and Cinema tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. It was good to see you. I appreciate you guys, man. And Ryan, Agents of Field will be recording Wednesday night for a podcast release of Thursday morning. Anything else that anybody needs to plug? Uh, Logan Dominic Cosplay on Instagram. You beat me to it. Go follow Mm -hmm. at Logan Dominic Cosplay on Instagram if you can donate to his GoFundMe. Let's see if we can get him to MegaCon. This kid was awesome. Him and his dad, Emmanuel, were very gracious with their time. But gentlemen, thank you so much. And until next
6: time. Laters, Later, Gators. Earth's Mightiest Weirdos is brought to you by Pinch of Pixie Dust Travel. People who love travel understand that life isn't about the breaths you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. That's why we help coordinate the most magical adventures for you and your family. Disney, Universal, Sandals, Norwegian, Carnival, and more, we are a full-service concierge travel agency that will help with every aspect of your journey. Let us take care of the details while you enjoy your family. Get a quote today by calling us at 570-832-7798 or fill out a trip request form at pinchapixiedusttravel.com. Just follow the second start of the right straight on to your adventure. That's pinchapixiedusttravel.com where you're making memories one trip at a time.